This is the Swarm Unplugged podcast, where we get to know the bee social community and encourage others to join us. With hundreds in the community, we want to get to know all of you better. From the newbie to the expert to the project partners, we will be learning who they are and how they can best benefit from bees social. I'm Christopher Knight, so let's get started. Wowie, 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 zowie. I tell you, this is, a, this is a podcast that you will never forget. Welcome to the Swarm Unplugged for this episode. You are in for a treat. Now, I usually say we're in the swarm zone, but right now I think we're in a different zone entirely, which uh, will levitate you to a different level yourself. Now that you've heard all my nonsense, of course, we want to get moving on this podcast because we, we got a lot of ground to cover, a lot of great information. And we will be speaking to the Don, the godfather of Opus himself. Now, you know, a guy that kind of plays a little role in the uh, Opus world is my illustrious co-host, Tony K. Hello, Tony K. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Deb. Oh, what, hi. You, what, are you, what are you doing? You're eating uh, cookies uh, or what? I, I, I was eating cookies. Is this a bad time? Well, you know, it's when we're just we're about to start. I know that you don't realize sometimes we're about to start well, because you're. Well, can I, can I just have, have a your, bite at least? You have your milk there? You, you're dipping milk in cookies or what? Well, this is what this is how Mark and I always have a conversation together. We start with cookie. We actually, you know, we do a cheers on the phone and we do a cookie bump. You, a you cookie do a, bump. A cookie bump. I, okay. I probably shouldn't have shared that with you because that's well, private. Yeah. Sorry, erase okay. that. Just cut yeah, that well, out. Okay. Is that Don't is that how you that. that's how you begin and end your conversations with Mark? Is that well, what you're saying? Just, I I told you it's, I probably shouldn't have shared that. It's kind of a problem. Well, anyway, you you just you know sometimes you amaze me, Tony, because you just don't let me know what in the heck you're going to do next. That's that's a, it's a problem sometimes. It well, really well, is a private thing. I just I just gave you a very private moment. Okay, all right, Mark and I. Well, I, 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 you you gave us one private moment moment, but I I know that you're actually very good friends with our guest today, Mark Anthony Cook. Why don't you uh, why don't we bring on Mark and let you kind of ask him about some of your friendship areas? Not well, I don't want to, I don't wait, hear about Atlantic wait. City and all the stuff where you go down wait, and have wait, wild wait. parties together. But I just want to hear wait, about wait, you know. Wait why, before you why? bring him on. Before you bring him on. Oh my I god! Want you to know because because before he comes on, before he can hear me, I want you to know I actually don't like Mark. I, uh, I, okay. I I've no, wait 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 don't interrupt me. Let me just finish. Yeah. I do not like Mark, and the only reason I tolerate him. Now keep this off screen, okay? So it's just, a darn good just, thing he no, can't no, wait, hear. Wait, 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 wait. If just he could hear us finish. right now, he, he's going he's to get. He's not even going to be on the show if he hears us right now. I only tolerate that guy because I love his wife Susan. She is a gem, ooh, ooh. and if it wasn't for Susan, I wouldn't even talk to him. But anyway, I'm going to try and keep my feelings personal okay. to myself, yeah. and I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to take the upper hand. So, you know, yes, it, again, and, and Kim, Kim is nowhere around you right now. As I hear this, listen, I just want you to know <clears throat> that this is going to be difficult because normally Susan's in the background and that makes it easy for me to talk to Mark. But when she's not around, okay. I don't even like talking to the guy, but that I'm just okay. telling you. Okay. Well, let's, let's pretend that you haven't said okay. this because he hasn't been able to hear any of this. So let's, uh, Good. 
Okay, let's let's bring on our special guest, which we all admire, Mark Anthony Cook. Welcome to the program, Mark. Hello, guys. Hey, you uh, you really look good in that intro. I swear, you are quite the athletic <laughs> individual. Um, and in cars and wow, that's pretty impressive, my friend. Wow. Yeah, I, I will I will trade in on that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that one. <laughs> Well, you know, I know, I know Tony's a, a good friend of yours. So Tony, take it away. I want you to kind of, let's, let's warm up uh, Mark with a, some things from a friend. How about that? Wow. Well, I, uh, I was Go very easy fortunate. <laughs> I, I was very fortunate to uh, get to know Mark uh, just a little over a year ago. And uh, we've had some very heart-filled conversations um, over that time. And one of the first conversations, and I don't know, Mark, you probably remember more than I can, but I don't know if it was the first conversation or the second conversation. It might have been the first one. But I asked you if I could talk to Susan. And, and we got Susan on the phone. And I spoke to Susan for... I don't know, a good 30, 40, maybe it was even an hour. I don't know. It was, it was an incredible conversation. And, and at the end of it, she said, and it was only because you cut us off, of course. You came in and butted in as usual. And, and you, she said, well, Tony, Mark's trying to kick me out, of, out, out off the phone here. And she said, I just really appreciate the fact that you wanted to talk to me. And that meant a lot. And so we had... A bonding moment and and I was almost in tears and 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 it still fills my heart but every time I think of that all of those wonderful fuzzy feelings get squelched because you came in the middle of it and kicked her out so <laughs> I'm never probably ever gonna forgive you for that so you know well the Tony the, the, the cookies were burning mm. so I needed That's her what it was yeah, I needed her to get back down to the kitchen and uh, take care of things. I didn't know what I was doing in there. <laughs> well, I I know that there's going to be a lot of people that don't want to hear about me and you. They want to hear about you. So I'm going to ask Chris to come in. And while he's asking you questions, I'm going to finish off this cookies and milk that you and I normally share together because, you know, he interrupted me right in the middle of it, as usual, in the middle of the beginning. But go ahead, Chris, go ahead. They look or, or go ahead. Uh, just uh, enjoy your, just settle back, enjoy yourself, and Mark Thank and I will have a little chat right now, okay? Appreciate it. And with that being said, Mark, you know, you are... Uh, you, you are a legend. Let's just put it that way. Okay. You're a total legend. And I want to kind of dig down a little bit here. All right. Uh, I know that you're a multifaceted business person, which had, had tentacles going everywhere. And I also know that you really have put all, poured your heart and soul into Opus, but let's, let's not talk about Opus for a moment. Let's talk about the one thing that you've done in your business career and with all that business acumen that you've done that you're most proud of outside of Opus, what would that be, Mark? Oh, um, interesting question. So I would have a, quite a few, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to narrow it down to one. And 
that is when I was a first line manager at um, the Xerox Corporation. And they're the photographic copier uh, audits automation, uh, audit, uh, office automation company. And I think I was the youngest person in the history of the corporation to enter into their uh, exclusive uh, executive management training program. I was 19 years old. Um, and I was fresh out of school and had a year under my belt uh, from Michigan State University. So it was a personal accomplishment of mine. I wanted to enter into management, um, but I didn't necessarily think that I was ready to manage people two, three times my age, but they seemed to think I was, and um, they gave me the opportunity. So that for me on a personal level, on a, um, on a more of a corporate level, um, I was with the um, Eastman Kodak Company and I was running a region for them in the, in the um, called the Midwest region or the Mid-Atlantic region. So, and um, I had an opportunity to take a group of people on a, um, a rewards trip. And it made me feel extremely proud that every member of the team, every person in the, in the group was able to accomplish that goal. And we did it together. Um, I like golf. I'm not a big, <clears throat> um, golfer, but I, I enjoy it when I get a chance to get out there and I play maybe once or twice a year at the, at the most, some years I skip, but I would never want to hit a hole in one and, um, have no one to celebrate it with. And it's the same way for me when I would go into the business world, I wouldn't want to be the number one salesperson or the number one manager or the one number one executive without having my whole entire staff um, sharing in that award. And then I bring that all the way around to what we're doing now. Um, I'm one of nine children. So um, I was never really alone. <laughs> there, was, there was no alone time out of that deal. Um, but I don't really care to be alone. I, I really enjoy people in every facet of people. Um, so for me, uh, one of the things that I would say that was probably the most rewarding was to, to take that group of people on a very exclusive trip um, for a very long time. And even today, I mean, 30 years later, those people are still calling and referencing that trip. So it's pretty exciting there. Oh, yeah. It, great, great memories. But you, uh, you developed part of your whole uh, business uh, uh, structure from that didn't you and yeah yeah well a lot of my a lot of my business structuring honestly for me it comes um right out of the the bible um i you know i'm a believer and so for me uh it's like um to whom to whom much is given much is required so from my perspective i've been given a lot a lot of opportunity a lot of chances um a lot of um leeway and for me is how much can I in return help? Who can I help next? So for me, um, I want I want to be the hope for people. And that's and I and I spell hope as helping other people every day. So that's really my whole life is built around, you know, who can I help? And 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 helping starts or charity starts uh, in the home. So that's where I like to spend most of my time is around my family and my friends. And then I tend to, um, 
have my business associates ends up being my extended family. So when I get involved in something, I'm still very much at home and very much with family. Well, you, you've um, obviously you've done quite well in business and, and you have uh, accumulated, but now you're giving back in the process. I, I want to start, though, uh, in, on the Opus side. <clears throat> Where were you and what was the cause of the very first phone call that you received about Opus? Oh, I was at home. Um, we were watching a movie, Susan and I, uh, and I get a call. I'm going to say around 7 o'clock um, Eastern time from a gentleman, Richie Roan, who I've known for a couple decades. He'll say seven years, <laughs> but a couple of couple decades. <laughs> and um, he asked me, are you ready to change the world? And I said, yeah, I've been ready to change the world uh, for the better. And he says, well, great. Then meet me in San Francisco tomorrow morning. And I'm saying in San Francisco tomorrow morning, it's 7.30 at night here. He says, well, if you're ready to change the world, find a way to get here. So we were there, Susan and I were there that morning. Um, and that's how it all started. One phone call to, um, you're ready to start a new adventure that we can um, change the world. And so when, when uh, Richie kind of explained to me what it is that he was trying to do, his vision lined up perfectly with what I wanted to accomplish. Um, I have a different take on life or different bent on life. I've never really ever wanted an education, which is kind of odd because I'm interested in everything, but I never really wanted an education for the sake of an education, uh, the degrees or the letters. I wanted because I needed to use the education to get to the next thing. And the next thing oftentimes consisted of some form of employment. And I really never wanted a job ever either. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, I wanted the education that would help me get the job that I never really wanted. But I wanted the job because it would give me the, uh, the, the dollars that I could use. And I really never wanted the dollars either. I wanted what the dollars could represent and what the dollars could do. So I've always had a pretty um, clear path to, to the things I wanted in life. And it was steps and stones and goals and tactics to get there. But the ultimate goal was to get the money to help people. And so all my life, I wanted to help people because people have always helped me. So as you finished that particular meeting and uh, stood up from the table, what did you feel your role was in this uh, vision of a project? What was your role in it at that time? Well, that's an interesting one because when Richie explained to me what he wanted Susan and I to do, I told him that that was beyond my capability. Uh, it is, that is, is an honor and that he would think of me it was an honor that he would want me to occupy that responsibility, but it's beyond me. Um, that is not who I am. Um, I'm not the guy out front. Uh, I'm not the guy who could carry the, the load of the vision that he set forth. And he says, well, if not you, then who? And at that point, I started thinking about all the people that would be so much better at this particular aspect than, than I would be, who are more 
seasoned, that were more articulate, that had more funding, had everything more, 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 more than I had. But I wondered, would any of them have a as much desire and would and stick to itiveness as I would have? And and I accepted it at that respect for, for those reasons because it's not that someone else couldn't do a better job. It's just, are they willing to do the better job? The um, harvest is the it's plentiful, but the laborers are few. And so for me, it was a matter of who would stick to it and who would go along the long haul. So we've been at this for almost five years now, and we've spent a lot of money um, and resources. As a matter of fact, we've spent pretty much all the resources <laughs> uh, trying to get this thing to where it's at right now. Uh, and it's a gift. It's a gift to to not only to my family and to my friends, but to, to mankind as a whole. I want this to end up being something where we're all proud of it and that someday we read about Opus in the history books. Well, is, is it safe to say that you were uh, primarily responsible for the funding of Opus? Primarily, yes. <laughs> you can say okay. It. I, I, there were more people involved, but primarily, I, I'm using yeah. that word so for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. All right, but so that's, have, that's the reason we, we can call oh, you yeah. the Godfather. Okay, <laughs> that's the reason I call you the Godfather. Okay, uh, uh, <laughs> I would reserve that one for Richie. Um, but no, we and let me tell you, we are primarily responsible for all the funding that Elvis has had to uh, incur. It has been very expensive, but we have had help along the way from many people, some people out there on the West Coast, like Open Pacific, um, and we've had some help from some people on the East Coast, uh, like uh, Opus Unite. Um, so we've got people, people that some are, are still on the journey with us and some um, come comes and go, but we've had help from European neighbors. We've had help from um, Saudi Arabia, uh, Pakistan. And we've had help from Guatemala, from uh, Mexico, throughout Central America, We've had help on the East Coast, West Coast, uh, and all in between. Uh, we have Australia every, all over. All yeah, over. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we've had help because people understand once they understand what we're trying to do, then it's it's hard to say no to Opus. It's it's hard to say no to the vision and to what we're trying to accomplish. So there's uh, many people. I was just with my daughter. Um, Sat uh, Friday, and she took us. To, uh, well, she went with us, Susan and I, to Baltimore, Maryland, and we met with a gentleman uh, who's in, you know, in sports. He's in sports, sports, um, podcasting and uh, broadcasting, TV and radio, you name it. And he's a big muckety muck. I mean, he's a he's a big to do. Um, but when we started telling him about what Opus is and what Opus is about. I can't tell you that how many times since Friday he's saying, okay, well then what's my next step? What's my next step? What's my next step? How can I get involved? I mean, what can I do? What can, where can I be? And I think that that is um, a blessing to have a project that people, once they understand it, want to be part of it. Now you, you had Opus, of course, and, and as I said, the primary funder uh, and uh, responsible for the fund, primary funding. But Opus has has morphed along the way, and it morphed into another type of community. Uh, tell me, tell me in your mind how that all how that all happened. Uh, how did it get to be social from Opus Finance? Okay, so um, one of the things that we recognize in the 
in the field that we're in, we're in blockchain. Um, we're somewhat in cryptocurrency. We're not a we're not a pure cryptocurrency play. That was it. Really, wasn't our goal. Is cryptocurrency is a means to an ends, um, sort of like an education, sort of like a job, sort of like money. Um, but that wasn't our primary focus. So we looked at in order for there to be adoption in this blockchain space, in order for there to be adoption in this um, crypto community space, um, there has to be mass adoption on a regular everyday basis. Now, I know that we're probably live and this is probably not a good time for me to get up and disappear off of the, off the screen, but I do have to go get something that I want to show you guys. Uh, a, a prop. So talk amongst yourselves for 30 seconds. <laughs> go, go go right ahead, Mark. You're, you're doing fine, so, my friend. Yeah, yeah, you noticed there, Chris, that uh, there was a young lady that popped on with a couple of comments. And um, yes. she had something favorable to say. And um, uh, her name's Ashley. And Ashley is um, a wonderful young lady. And Ashley um, is really uh, close to Mark because, uh, as some of you may not know, that Ashley is actually Mark's daughter. She was actually in the car on the way to Baltimore. And coincidentally enough, I happened to be talking to Susan and Mark and Ashley while they were going to Baltimore, just by pure coincidence. And, um, and we had a good time, as I always do whenever I talk to Mark. But Ashley is also uh she's one of our bees in in social b uh social uh us all of everything she's to do with opus and everything else obviously but um she's in uh in in a way that uh i'm hoping that we can hopefully encourage her to be one of the uh the younger bees and you know richie was talking about trying to um have have a the younger group so i'm really hoping that we can encourage Ashley uh, at some point to kind of help us do that. And I kind of put her on the spot and I'm doing it again, but that's okay. So, um, well, Ash so Ashley, Ashley is the mother, mother of his uh, seven month old grandbaby, right? Yes, sir. Yes, she is. She's done, she's done a Herculean job yeah. right there. <laughs> so we were going to, um, and the idea of, um, well, right. speaking speaking of speaking of grandbabies, though, before you show us what you've got to show us, we are we've been talking about this seven month old grandbaby. So why don't we take a look at grandbaby right now? Yeah, that's the little fella. Silent. <laughs> yep, yep. He's a he is a joy, absolute joy. I didn't think the whole grandfather thing was all that important. I thought you know if you have children then got a blessing from God, but it wasn't necessarily something specific for me. Now it's like, that's my baby, you know? <laughs> so yeah, you, everybody that's watching right now, you look at the lower right-hand corner of your screen, and that is Mark holding his grandbaby right there, okay? And if that's not a beautiful picture, I don't know what is. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, now, I have definitely um, been investing on his behalf in the new projects, and so uh, he, should, ah. he should be okay in the long run. Yeah, you know, when, when he turns 16, he will be a multimillionaire. So, you know, what the heck, yeah, right? He'll be, he'll be, I think he'll be okay. Now, only he would, yeah. only, he would only get it if he can handle it, though. 
and that's one of the things with my children. They they will inherit whatever I uh, am fortunate enough to leave, but only if they can handle it. If they're not able to handle it, um, then they will never see it. It's just right. I, I believe that you should be a good steward of everything you receive. And one of the things no, that father, you want to pass that along to someone who can continue that. If your children aren't prepared for that, then um, you know, then they won't they won't be the ones handling it. I mean, that's just and and that's and that's something should be well documented and, and discussed with the kids up front. And I do. So, so one of the things that you were asking about was um, why yeah, you got to show you got to show and tell here, right? Just show yeah. and tell here. Why did we? Um, why did we? Um, um, pivot over to um, like be social and um, the swarm and, and I, I appreciate you guys doing this because it's, it's it's needed. I mean, you have the personality types and the technical expertise to pull this off. Something that um, I worried about the entire time that I had the responsibility for this um, site and for what we're trying to accomplish. How are we going to get the word out? Who's going to do it? You know, I'm not that spokesperson. And I remember. Um, where it was like, well, here's Aaron, Moses, you go, but here's Aaron, he can do all those things. And that's kind of how I looked at my life. You know, I'm not the right person for this job. I'm not this guy that loves being out there in the limelight and telling people about things. That's I'd, I'd rather do things behind the scenes. I like to own things, but not run things. And that's kind of how, how it's been. Um, but I just look at this project and it's too important, it's too big. Uh, my fears and uh, my reservations uh, or hesitations can't stop this from moving forward. This is this is a too important for all of us. Um, so when we're talking about um, why the Be Social site, it's because someone needs to be able to educate uh, and encourage um, in an environment where uh, there's a lot of games and fun and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. you you learn about this whole new technology and what, how you can fit into that technology and how you could be part of it. Right. So I looked at things like the blockchain is coming, it's already here and companies are already adopting it. And I gave an example, most of us has seen a box like this, you know, trails, but you yeah. notice it says something like support the bees, but on the yeah. side here, it says, Right there, it says the buzz coin. And that's cryptocurrency, that's that's blockchain, that's currency in itself. And that's a huge company, General General Mills. Um, but yeah. you can go and you may have eaten one of these before, some Lay's chips. But if you look right there, it says the Pep coin. And that's Pepsi-Cola. And that's one of the largest um, snack and beverage companies in the world. And they're everywhere. And they have their own cryptocurrency. And you can go and look up the Catholic Church and they have the Catholic coin. And you can go and look up this and the, and the next and the next. And the thing is, it's everywhere. But the people who benefit the most or need it the most, generally speaking, get to understand that this exists somewhere way down the street. And other people have positioned themselves in a position to capture the wealth from it. And then once again, we occupy the position of worker. And that's not really how it's supposed to be. You know, corporations were built to 
incorporate and benefit mankind. And yet we now worship the CEOs of companies and of countries. Um, that's not how they're representing us and we're worshiping them. And that really doesn't make sense to me. So I wanted to get to a place to where um, people could start taking back their power if they want to. And so we built Opus so that people would have a place to go and exercise their power in a collective. Um, you know, um, one guy said it like the Borg on the Star Trek, you know, resistance is futile, you know, <laughs> join the collective. But uh, ultimately, blockchain, resisting blockchain is futile. Resisting fractionalization and, and tokenization is futile. All that's going to happen. And literally, I've shown you examples of major corporations already adopting it. And now, if it's not just corporations, you can look at companies. Um, you can look at um, uh, countries. Um, China has their own digital um, currency that they've implemented. Russia has a national digital currency that they're implementing. U.S. has uh, engaged uh, MIT to help them figure out the digital currency that we should have here. That is coming. You have islands and countries and you have places throughout the world, throughout Africa and Central America and Asia um, that could use a more stable currency. And what we're looking to do is create a place where that currency without being disrespectful to governments or boundaries, um, that has nothing to do with anything. What we're trying to do is, is, is doing what's best for the people on the planet. There's seven plus billion of us. And my goal is to reach all seven billion. You know, Mark, one of the things you've heard me say many, many times, this is going to be with us, without us, or in spite of us. So exactly. the people that have the opportunity to be exposed to what we've been exposed to in, in our lifetime, uh, it's really a blessing, obviously. And you and I, obviously, we share the same faith. And, and we've said many, many, many times that so many times things have taken us in a different direction on this journey that we've been on. And even though I've only been involved just a little over a year, um, the amount of things that have happened that have taken us down another road, inevitably, every single time, and Richie said it so many times, and you and I and Richie have said it amongst each other, that it's always turned out tenfold what we expected. And all we can do, because there is nothing else to do, is just to look up and say, well, there's got to there's got to be something bigger than us here. Somebody yeah, else is, is, is driving this shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're not in control of this. You said that. No, we're not. In, I don't I don't believe we're in control of this. We're the we um, we're the hands and we're the eyes and we're the feet and we're the body. But the, the vision, the ultimate um, destination, I think it's pre, predestined for us, um, you know, I couldn't give up this responsibility no matter how hard I try. You know, I didn't want it. I, I absolutely didn't want it. As soon as I found out what it was, it was too big for me. It was, <laughs> so I'm saying it's, it's, I'm not the right guy for this. You know, my whole thing is, and then Richie's whole thing is you're the only guy for it. There is no other guy for it, you know? So it then it became one of those things that I said to Susan, are you ready for this venture? <laughs> because uh, it's going to be, in my mind, a long journey and it's a lifelong pursuit. But um, 
if, if you ever heard of a thing called Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and it's a, you know, it's a, a psychological pre, um, precept where, you know, you get past all the things that are basic necessities like food and clothing and shelter, and you get to things um, that's, you know, where you want to self-actualize, where you want to get to groups and to, you know, social groups and, and personal groups and family. And you want to start saying, well, I must be here for more than just why I'm here. It can't just be come, go and die. So for me, this is the legacy that we have decided that we will leave. And it's the difference between born in 1958 and death, whenever it is, that little dash in the middle tells it all. Uh, it's the most indescript piece of the tombstone, but the dash is where all the meat of the matter is. Yeah, he came. Yeah, he went. But the dash is all about what did he do while he was here? What did he leave? And so for me, I want this world better than I left it. And what did I do? You know, if I just if it's just a matter of me cleaning up my own yard, then the world is cleaner. And that's all you really have to do is just do your little part. And what I would encourage everybody to get involved would be social and get to the Swarm podcast and to Opus. Um, but what Opus ultimately is, is a way out for a lot of people. It's a GoFundMe for some. It's a, um, it's, it's, it's a uh, opportunity to show your um, projects for others. Mm. But it's, it's an amazing, this is an, it's whatever you can make it. So let's take a look at this. Let's think of it um, in terms of the app store or the play store. So mm -hmm. that's whether you on what, depending on which platform you're on, basically, those two are where you would go and get your applications. They had no idea when they first opened those stores that there would be billions of applications that you could use on your phone and computers and whatnot. But they made a place where you can come and do that. Well, Opus to me is the app store and play store of the blockchain internet. It's a place where you can come and do what it is you think you're passionate about. I don't know what that's going to be. I'm not trying to tell people what it should be. Um, I tell people it's up to you what Opus is. People are constantly asking me, what is Opus? And Opus is a place for you to come and express your passions and try to be part of a bigger network of people. So for me, it's the um, Opus is the people layer of the internet. It's where you can come and get an ID, facial recognition ID. And on the Opus blockchain, everyone are uh, people. There are no robots. There are no bots on Opus. You can't get it on Opus as a bot. And you have to be a person and you must be alive. And you can only have a single account on Opus. Um, for those who decide to download the Opus app, um, you have to remember you have to be responsible for all the information in terms of your password. Um, there is no customer support. You know, you have to be able to get onto the app. You have to be 13 years old or older to get on the app. But if you do, you're going to be part of a, a something simply amazing, um, what, we're, what we are trying to accomplish. Um, and Mark. Yes, sir. Mark, let me interrupt you for a minute. I, I, I know that you're a businessman and you've been involved in many, many different businesses. And I understand that you 
you didn't you didn't start here. You came from somewhere else. You told us a little bit about it, but you understand banking and stuff like that. And I know that because you know of business, you understand how important it is that you have people support you because collectively we're huge, but individually we're we're very weak. But together right. we can we can really do things. Well, one of the things, just like I'm sure you understand, we have to pay the bills. And sometimes we we have to uh, we have to show our support because uh, so we're going to have a really quick break just to appreciate our um, uh, our supporters and and so if you don't mind we're going to have a really quick intermission don't go anywhere and Chris have you got something you need to say uh, you're on muted right now Chris uh, you're muted my friend so Chris is muted <laughs> there he is our sponsors our sponsors are really anxious for us to go ahead and get this in before we get too much further into the show. So on behalf of our sponsors, please go right ahead. And oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry, Mark. We had to get that out of the way. You know, that's too funny. Too funny. <laughs> Mark, you looked really good in that. I have to say you were outstanding. Uh, yes. I also understand you've actually been in a real movie. Is that right? I've been in some, um, some um, film. <laughs> yeah. Which, which movies have you been a part of? Oh, only one actually. It's what it, uh, well, I used to do all the um, training videos for my company. Uh, now, so I'm I, talking about a movie movie, a Hollywood movie. Come on now. Don't be shy. Uh, nope, not I. Okay. All right. I guess I have some bad information then coming from the peanut gallery on the screen here. Okay. Very good. Well, now, but my whole, my whole family, my rest of the whole family was in the movie. Uh, I, I just wasn't in. <laughs> okay. All right. When, which movie was that? Is it something of the stone? What was that? Uh, no, it's actually a, a, a picture. Um, I believe it's, it's called, I believe. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to, I want to ask something that uh, may or may not be appropriate, but I know that uh, as, as Opus began there, it, it did take time and it took a whole lot of effort from many, many different people. Yes. And with that being said, I know that there are uh, it, like any community and it, it certainly has become a community, but like any uh, community, there has to be uh, someone driving the train uh, otherwise, the community doesn't uh, stay together. Who who are the actual founders of Opus? Um, there's uh, about nine um, um, original founders of the Opus um, ID and Opus project. So the really the the visionary in this particular case is it's Aaron Ritchie. Uh, without question, without him, we really wouldn't be um, having this conversation probably. On the other hand, maybe God was just raised up somebody else. But in the bottom line is that's who he chose and that's who, who it is. Um, so it's Richie, then myself um, and Susan. Um, Richie's son, um, Ty, did a lot of work. Um, we were in St. Louis, Missouri with a company called OCI, building this out for years. And um, every single visit there, Ty was right there along with us and helping out and giving us a, a younger person perspective. Um, we had people like John Langdon uh, and um, 
um, out there in uh, Opus Pacific and Kevin and, and those guys out there. Um, Dale helped us out uh, tremendously, made a cash infusion in the company and that was very helpful. And then um, people like um, uh, Josh Gray with Opus uh, Unite, who's no longer with us on the journey. But um, bottom line is he was very helpful uh, at times. Um, and even when things didn't go quite smoothly, it all actually worked out to be smoothly. Uh, then we had help in um, Amsterdam, um, people like Boy over there and did a lot of work for us um, there. And then Saji and his brother, Abadun, uh in Pakistan. And then we had people in California, uh, like um, Linton and Opus News. Uh, many of those guys aren't exactly on the journey with us now. Um, along the way, you know, um, you, you lose some, but for the most part, um, those are some of the guys that were um, with us at the beginning. I probably have forgotten some names or didn't say some names, um, but Mark and Gil out in California, they helped us out uh, quite a bit. So there was a, quite a few people that um, helped out along the way. Um, Tony is relatively new um, in terms of in a five-year span, he's been with us a little over a year, but I can't say that his uh, contribution has been any less. Um, and, you know, even people that you would know very well, like Ray and, um, and um, you know, uh, those guys and that whole marketing team over there, um, from Patrick to y y all the names. Um, but, um, you know, then there's just people like Jorge um, that we've met. Uh, uh, and then the guy on from Pixel yesterday, um, you guys may not realize, but they did a lot of coding and a lot of work. Um, we've gotten probably, we probably have a project that has accomplished somewhere around 25 to $30 million is what we've spent between actual dollars and, and uh, man hours, easily $30 million. And then a lot probably of- more than that. Yeah. yeah uh, well, a lot of what we have, companies have come to our aid and simply said, what you're trying to do, and this is really important, Companies have come to us and said, what you're trying to do, we would normally charge you this number, but just pay us what the minimum cost to keep the lights on and we'll do your work for you. We'll do this, we'll do that for you. In essence, their opportunity cost is lost. They could be making money for themselves or for, for their venture and an obligation of the employees of a company is to help to make the company survive. Um, but they were basically saying what the project you're trying to guys are trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish uh, is is big. So what are, what are some of the things we're trying to accomplish? One of the things that we're trying to accomplish. I'm the interviewer now, by the way. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. This is my show, Mark. Come on, give me a break here. <laughs> this is this is why they don't let me on. This is I why I'm alive. I can now, now I can see that now. Okay. Everything. You should have warned me before, okay? <laughs> Everything is... Oh, awesome. Keep friend. quiet, Chris. Keep quiet. Let him speak. Come on. Get um, in the truck and um, mute him. <laughs> one of the things that um, that we're trying to accomplish is to help the unbanked. Um, I think many people don't realize around the world that there are more people in the world that aren't in the banking system than there are people that are in the banking because we live here in the Western civilization in the great United States of America, probably the best country on, on the planet, only because I'm part of it. I feel that way. 
Um, and I hope that if a person who's in Canada or in Mexico or somewhere else, I hope they will feel the same way about their country. Um, but I do have a certain amount of civic pride being a part of what we're trying to, overall, what we're trying to do here. Um, but I want to help people that are less fortunate, um, sure. that a person where $4 a month or $10 a month um, increase in income would mean the difference in all the world to them. Um, it's not a movie ticket for us, you know, or a, a, a trip through the fast food restaurant. They don't have any fast food. The only fast food they can they have maybe is that that they can catch on their feet, you know, type of deal. So, <laughs> so, so the, the bottom line though is I want to help people throughout the world um, to come up to a different level. So as an example, if I could make an app where a person can download for free, and we call that Opus One or Opus ID. If I can make this app and it, put it in the Play Store, put it in the App Store, and the person anywhere in the world can download it, and 50 people could be on one $30 cell phone, and that they all could um, mine cryptocurrency, the currency that's happening all over the place, all around us, and bring them into this from the ground up, not from the top down. Uh, it would make a difference. They could buy a goat and that goat could, could give out milk or and they can make cheese and it could be a whole business uh, is it be a micro lending uh, or someone that I could uh, help get a, a couple chickens and a rooster and they can have a, you know, they could sell eggs in that village. But the velocity of money is how often and how many times does money turn and how fast does it turn in that same community? So what I would like to try to do with this, what we're trying to do is go around the world and impact those places. People that don't have housing, people that don't have enough to eat, people that doesn't have clean water. Um, these are things that I want to impact. And But it's the difference between telling these guys, here's a pile of money and giving these guys a tool where they can make their necessary resources to help themselves. I am not I am not one for a hand out. I am big on a hand up. And so, so that's, Mark, that, that, that's the reason that M2, that you developed M2 then, right? Exactly. That's, that is exactly, it's, a, it's going to be a, it's going to be an international, a world currency and that currency. And so a lot of people want to know how fast can I get to a million or how fast can I get to 2 million or 2 billion, you know, and so that I got, I got a, I got something that I want to do for my mom or my dad or for my aunt or for my kids or whatever. And all that is a wonderful place because, again, you got to put your own air mask on first before you help the passengers next to you. So the idea is that now they will survive and so will you. I want to be that guy who's got my mask on. And thank you, Lord, for that. Um, now I want to be able to see how many people that I can help survive. And you can start with the, the least that have the least and a little bit goes a long way there. And so what we've done is with M2 is we're saying, okay, this is a currency that you will be able to mine one day with the regular apparatus called a cell phone. You don't need a high powered computer. You don't need this high powered software or this graphic user interface or this ASCII this or this ASCII that. You don't need all that. All you need to be able to do is be able to hit a few buttons and be willing to do it on a regular basis, a proven, authentic transaction of you did something and you'll get rewarded. And the reward that you get is this 
this currency we call OS, OS, and then in the future, near future, you will be able to take that OS and here's a nugget. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> the only nugget I on the edge of their feet. <laughs> you will be able to take that OS and plug it into the Opus app and mine out M2. So that for because right. guys, think wow. about it. Think about it this way. If you're going to help a uh, a less advantaged um, and they have the same brain, the same desires, desires, the same um, hopes and aspirations as anyone else. But if you're, it's just because their economic situation keeps them in a level of poverty that we haven't known and never want to know. But if we can help them, and there are millions, if not billions of these people, if we can help them, then we bring the whole bottom up, which rises the whole entire society, mankind as a whole. So from my perspective, is let's work from the bottom up and let's not trickle it down from the top because it doesn't seem to actually get to the guy who actually needs it. I've been so, a- Mark, if, if, yeah. let me ask you something then. So what you're saying, that anybody across the planet, no matter where they live, no matter where they came from, no matter whether they have shoes on their feet or whatever, if they've got a way to get online, they can mine a cryptocurrency and then have the ability to have that have value and the only thing they've got to do is authenticate their actions. So you're saying they're just going to basically get one of these things, hit a couple of buttons on it, and for that, they're going to be rewarded with a currency that they'll be able to have value in this space that is growing immensely. And, and they, they can do that no matter where they are, no matter where they are economically or who they are or, or anything about what their past is or anything else. You're saying that this kind of equals the playing field is what I think I heard you say. That's exactly what it is, Tony. And what's really nice about it is that the guy in Manhattan or the guy that's in the Sudan, when he hits the or she hits the button, they will all have the same same exact value. It is mm-hmm. it's no longer don't don't send my advertising over there um, because they can't afford the product. Everyone can afford the product because the product is free. There's no charge whatsoever. There's no cost to it. And so that to me will be a greater impact for governments, civic um, organizations. Um, It'll change the way that we do um, charitable giving. It'll change everything. I think if you give a man a tool, and I say man, I'm talking about mankind, man, women, all, not gender specific. When I give, you give a man a tool, and teach them how to use that tool, they'll build you a cathedral, something that they can be proud of and something that you can be proud of. And you give them the opportunity, uh, like they say, to to fish for a lifetime as opposed to uh, here's a a cooked fish type of deal. Right. Well, I'm sure that was uh, part of the discussion. I would love to have been a fly on the wall when N2 was first uh, brought up and discussed in the group. That must have been a very interesting discussion right there. Now. Um, Chris, that that discussion brought me to tears. That discussion wow. because we finally figured out a way that um, you can actually help people put a currency in their hand that has value, and that value right. is being right now created by us here in the West for the most part. 
is being created for by some Central Americas and some Australia, but it is being created. But who is going to ultimately help is everyone. And so, as uh, I think Arnie says, when is the last time the, the finger told the ear we didn't need it or the foot told the eye we didn't need it? We're all part of one big body. Yeah. And so what we have to do is try to heal all of us so that we, as a group, as a mankind, we, we're all going to do better. So, yeah, it's all, I, it's, I, I tell you, Mark. It, it's it's bigger than all of us and and it's and it's bigger than anybody individually obviously like you say it's it's a collective thing and i think our job no, I... is is to actually be uh where we can we can really do what we need to do which is help other people so our job is to actually share this so yeah. because otherwise we're just being selfish it's not about making more for us I, because yeah, this it, is designed as the host here as the host here, I'm going to have to say we're coming to the end of this podcast oh, and wow. we haven't even covered a fraction of what we need to. So, nope. Mark, will you join us again in the future so we can get dig even deeper and learn even more from you? Oh, I would love to. I, um, I, I'm humbled by this whole experience. Um, and I, I, I will say this honestly, I had zero uh, interest in getting on this podcast. Um, as a matter of fact, I was, I was, I was extremely reluctant and Tony insisted and uh, Christopher had to put some notes out earlier, maybe three or four months ago, who is this Mark guy? And so uh, I just thought, you know what, uh, I have to get past a certain amount of this shyness or this reluctancy, you know, uh, and just go ahead and do it. I am so glad I did. I feel, I feel, I hope you guys got something from it. But I, I could tell you, I personally got a lot from it. Just the opportunity just to express um, the love I have for this project and to express um, the love yeah. I have for all of you guys and what you've done. And even like when I, I, I joined the, the groups at, on Be Social, I got a bunch of people in this neighborhood that have um, really opened my eyes and changed me for the better. You know, and I and I thought I was really kind of there, but boy, never estimate if you're there. You're still being worked on constantly, and um, mm -hmm. you guys have done an amazing job with this podcast and what you're doing. It's going to help a lot of people. You you just don't know, you know, it, you know, paying it forward. You guys are paying it forward, so thank you. Well, Mark, I I, I need to say mm -hmm. something real quick before Chris Christopher cuts me off again. I just want to give full disclosure here. Um, I really, I really didn't want you on. I was trying to get, I was trying to get Ashley or I was trying to get Susan on, but I figured, you know, if I can't have one of the best, I might as well just settle for you. So, you know, but, but we do want you on in a couple of months. I mean, we, we, you know, we'll, we'll definitely pick this up again. Cause, cause you haven't thrown me under the bus too hard. Normally by now, Richie would have cut me off. So I appreciate you not doing that. So that's good. And, uh, right, and, and the one, one thing we haven't gotten into yet is uh, your your moniker that you carry around, the Cookie Monster, and so <laughs> we'll say that for another episode uh, on the Swarm Unplugged. And uh, oh. so, Mark, thank you so much for being a part of this uh, episode. It really has been a pleasure. Uh, I knew it would be, though. You you are. I don't know why you're shy as far as getting on in front of our group because you are you have. A great speaker you have you have the heart that you're pouring out and you're talking about 
never ever hide in the background you need to be in the front my friend you need to be oh, in the don't front. encourage him i need a new co-host demark did you need a new co-host I'm, I'm about to fire one right here on the, on the uh, live program on the right now <laughs> yeah right on the air here it's happened uh, before on live television you know, <laughs> all right okay well that being said thank you mark We'll talk. Oh, we'll talk soon. And with that, also my co-host Tony K. This has been a pleasure, thank my you. friend. I appreciate all your hard work and all the beautiful work that you do on the on the videos, the producer, and so forth. Uh, so my great co-host Tony K. My wonderful technical uh, director uh, Rick Shear, who makes us all look good in the process. And, uh, of course, a dear friend of mine along the way for many years. And we know that you will be with us on our next episode of The Swarm Unplugged. That will be on Thursday at 1 o'clock. And the guest we will announce tomorrow. So stay, stay tuned and stay watching. Talk to you soon. Cookie! Nom 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 oh nom 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 ah bye bye thanks for joining us for this episode of the swarm unplugged podcast be sure to hit the follow button and leave us a glowing comment gravitate yourself to be on the podcast so you are the next one to introduce themselves to the bee social community see you on the next episode